What the Twitch, the podcast in which we talk about our experiences being a small streamer in the Twitch universe. I'm Marissa. And I'm Connor. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to another episode of What the Twitch. Tonight we are going to be talking about branding and your choice of name and how it is okay to move on from what you originally decided. Tonight we do have a very special guest. His name is CJ Prince. And I'll let him introduce himself a little bit. Hello. Yes, my name is CJ Prince. Um, I've known. I mean, Riss, we've known each other for like over a year now. It's it's mm-hmm. been a while. But yeah, I, I also stream on Twitch. That's how Rissa and I met. Uh, make YouTube content. Uh, I also have a podcast as well. Um, yeah, I had a name prior that I did not like that I picked before I decided to take content creation in general serious. And yeah, I love to share information and tips and tricks on uh, how to go about adjusting that if you feel necessary. All right. So tonight, uh, we're just kind of going to let the conversation flow naturally like we normally do. Um, But I I will start this off um, with asking CJ, what initially made you decide to make the switch? Um, Initial name change, uh, the idea and desire for it, existed for a long time when i started making content and started streaming and stuff like that uh the name was just the standard name i had on my twitch account from prior to that and i had two twitch accounts one i had kind of forgotten the password to which i then recovered but the name of that one was uh dusty turd so logically didn't want to go with that one not not the best name and then the other account i never really thought of changing the name it just was like I started streaming off of a dare, started making content off of a dare from a friend. So it wasn't something to me that seemed like it was going to become a serious thing or be all of that important um, until I started really, really loving it and and started building a community and wanted something that felt more like myself. And the old name, I don't think identified me at all or expressed who I was at all. And I wanted something that was um more recognizable to who i was and like could put a face to something with an actual name instead of a a silly gamer tag essentially okay yeah and that 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 makes sense um it's kind of like i don't know if a lot of people know this or not but rissa shea sims is literally a segment of each of my names my my legal name uh there's a part of my first name a part of my middle name and a part of my last name um, a lot of people think it was because I was making Sims content when I first started. That wasn't actually it. It just kind of fit because when I first yeah. started streaming, I was making Sims content. But it's actually because my last name has that in it. So, um, however, my story, my story is not nearly as impressive. I used to take and run with a with a medieval LARP group for a long time. That was my character name. You know, Sir Connor and um, 1992, that's when I graduated from high school. And that went on to my hockey jerseys and basically anything that required me to to designate with a number. Right. So when when you're coming up with a name, obviously, you either don't put any thought into it or you you do put thought into it. Mm -hmm. However... There, there are times where I've even questioned taking The Sims off of my Twitch because that's the only place it's at is on my Twitch. All my other uh, social media platforms are just recherche. So I have thought about dropping The Sims just because, just because, 
uh, just it it would flow better with all my other social media if it was just all the same. Um, the only thing that has really stopped me from doing it is laziness. Yeah, that played a part in for me as well. <laughs> yeah. I've been told to drop the 92 off of mine, but it turns out I can't. Somebody owns that. So I'm stuck with it for now. Right. And well, that's that's why Hayes has the underscore after his. Mm-hmm. It's because somebody just has mental haze. Um, so basically, when when you're thinking of a name, in in my opinion, that's like the start of your brand. Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's what's that's what pe- is going to draw people in is who you are and your name should signify that as cj was saying it it crabby didn't really feel like him even though i still catch myself calling him crabby all the time <laughs> most most people within the community still still call me crabby there's no hard feelings about it or like upsetness it's just like for over a year that was what my name was so of course it's going to mm-hmm. take a while for people to adjust to the change of the and and that was also part of my hesitation in wanting to do it was because like oh then you know people who have been watching or known about me for a while won't recognize it they won't know what's going on and it did kind of happen but it's not as bad as you think yeah i um i think it's just going to take some people time to get used to it it's you know they're once everyone's used to identifying you as crabby boy and now that it's changed it's going to take a lot of people some some time to to make that adjustment and you know get with the with the flow of the new of the, of the new rebrand and stuff i was going to take an add on to what what Rissa was saying is like name is you know name is obviously very important you obviously want to have something that's going to take and identify yourself with your content but i think also ultimately you have to be able to identify your content in order yeah. to take and be able to identify identify your identity absolutely um, in, in, in a lot of ways, people are creating their names to reflect that content. And a lot of times not like, well, they're just, they're being themselves um, as, as opposed to a character on, on the screen. So, and I think all of us are going to start off at some point, most of us anyways, at some point being like, this is just like my email name that I've always used for the longest time. So I'm just going to use that. And I'm going to figure out this all out as I go. And then that's where the rebranding comes in you, as you grow and evolve and be like, Nope, I think this is more my style of things. I think it's time to switch things up and, and, and figure that out. I'm assuming that's, that's pretty much what, what the path you went down. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, like I said, that my Twitch account was just called crabby boy. And, uh, at the time I honestly, I didn't even know you could change the name. I didn't really look into it. Um, I started streaming because of a dare, like I said, so the name didn't really matter to me. There was no brand uh, identity whatsoever. Um, but once I started getting further into content creation and realized like, oh, hey, this could actually become a career. Um, I wanted something that was going to be recognizable as well as taken serious. Um, and when people ask like, oh, why is your name this? And then your answer is ah, no reason why it's kind of boring. Um, and then given you know the fact that I, I'm I consider myself more of a comedian than anything else. Um, it's not really logical to be, you know, as like a, a stage name for lack of a better term, um, to like identify yourself as like a gamer tag. You know, I wanted people to just know me as who I was instead of the name that kills them in Halo or something like that. I wanted it to just be like more recognizable. Um, I think on the on the long term stance too, if you're looking at doing this as a career. Um, your name also plays a part into brand friendliness and 
um, getting sponsorships and stuff like that, which you have to consider if you want to be doing this as a full-time gig. You can't rely solely on uh, just on, on your community and solely on AdSense and stuff like that. Uh, a, a decent amount, but but brand deals and sponsorships are a huge thing in that. And um, discoverability comes into play with all of that too. So when people are asking me or, or, or know of me, you I don't know if you guys play Pokemon all that, mu all that much, but one of the original Pokemon's name was Krabby, spelled the exact same way. And then if you go onto YouTube before for my channel, I had, it was titled Krabby Boy. If you spelled it incorrectly with one singular letter, letter it was just SpongeBob stuff that came up. So it, it was a point where I was like, you know, I can't really compete with Pokemon and SpongeBob as as funny as I might think I am. I don't think I'll ever outgrow those two things. <laughs> so uh, is, you know, I figured it was now when you're small is better than ever to wait till you have a decent sized community or you have that substantial growth, really any growth at all to make that change, because then there's less confusion, and less difficulty in changing things over and settling in as you know, people identifying you and knowing you as what you really are instead of what you like kind of accidentally are is kind of how I thought about it. No, and you, you make some really good points mm -hmm. like when you when you bring up like the brand deals and stuff. Um, yeah, you obviously know, your other your other Twitch name would not be appropriate for any kind of brand deals. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> no, uh, but not even that, like the people that have like really out there ones i don't think krabby boy is that out there but um well, i was thinking the other i was thinking the turd name the other, the other account oh yeah that, <laughs> that one too. definitely yeah. would not get any brand deals <laughs> i almost but, picked that one to stream on because i thought the name was really funny but that twitch account had existed since like 2011 so that one was really old i don't even know how i found the password to that one but somehow i got into it but anyways that's beside the point <laughs> but yeah um so like you do have to kind of think like if if you do want to do this long term and you want to take it seriously and try to make it into a career, you do have to think about things like that. Is somebody going to want to do a brand deal with someone yeah. named Rissa Shea Sims? Maybe, maybe not. Um, would they want to do a brand deal with Sir Connor ninety two? Probably. Mm -hmm. That's. <clears throat> But if or your like, name's leaning towards offensiveness, then highly, highly likely not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Right. <laughs> now, um, I, I think, I, I think, in terms of brand deals and sponsorships, I don't think that that should be the only considering factor you take into name selection or or rebranding. Um, just in general, I think it's just for me. It was long term. It's easier for um, you know brands that I'm going after now that I think would be great matches in terms of a, of a brand deal or, or working together. Uh, the name change is way easier to remember. Uh, the spelling I did for Krabby Boy was so stupid. <laughs> Both words were spelled wrong. So it's just silly. Like I said, it was an old gamer tag. So it existed before um, grammar was important to me. Uh, so yeah, now just having a regular name is is a lot easier for people to like identify and relate to is if especially I, I felt part of it too was uh having the name accidentally was gender exclusive and i felt like that kind of pushed people away or made people think a certain thing uh i don't know i don't obviously i'm i don't care about people's orientation it does i have no uh judgment towards any of that but the name um just slight things like that i think can put a certain connotation in people's brains or you know they see things a, a certain way. So just changing things and making it straightforward, I think is 
is easiest, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I wanted to ask too. So you've obviously with the with the rebrand in 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 the name. Uh, did you rebrand the content too? Like as you as you grew as a streamer, kind of realized what you felt your niche was, and decided to move everything in that direction, or had you already established for you? You've already established what your content wanted to be from the beginning. It just wanted you just needed to change the name to catch to, to catch up and and complete that circle. Um, no, I don't think either of the names have been identifying to any sort of content that I've done. Um, since I started taking content creation seriously, one of the biggest things that I wanted to be apparent was that I don't ever want to put myself in some sort of box of type of content. That's not to say that niches are bad for anybody. Niches are absolutely necessary, especially for certain channels. Um, but me being somebody, you know, I, I lean heavily on comedy. Uh, I'm not an exquisite gamer or anything like that. The content that I put out is just uh, roughly revolves around making jokes. Like uh, the thing I, I lead with all the time is everything I do, stream, YouTube, whatever it is, is all satirical. I do everything out of out of comedy and jokes. Um, I fall into free use in pretty much 90% of the things that I do. Um, so finding that little area, uh, I grew up, you know, 2010s era of YouTube was when I was watching heavily. And that was when like commentary YouTube started to really take off. And I really liked the idea of people being able to take something that was like this goofy drama thing that no one really cares about and then like put a twist on it and make it something funny and silly. Um, so pretty much everything I do is in that sense. We take things, we make jokes about it. Uh, when I do it live, it's myself and the community within chat. Um, and on Twitch, especially, I like to say that there's no box that I fall into in terms of like a certain type of content. It's just everything that I do, I do with a comedic twist on it. So if I play a game, the game is always me. Uh, it's always me playing the game and then making jokes with th like throughout the game. So if I'm playing scary games, I'm making jokes the whole time. Uh, the whole thing is just meant to be uplifting and, and attempt to bring a smile to people's faces. Uh, and I just, I felt like that puts me more in a, a comedian role or a comedian category. So to put myself just as Krabby Boy, it doesn't really make any sense because I do really like doing live shows. So in the odd off chance that like later on down the road or whatever, if I'm doing a live show, uh, Krabby Boy doesn't really make sense on any billboard of any sort uh, of like that. I also hated the name. <laughs> I'll be honest. When I, when I started streaming and started taking it seriously, one of the first things I said was like, man, I really wish I put more time into picking a better name because I did not. I didn't pick any name. I just was like, here's my channel here. I go live and, and people started watching and I never took the time to like think futuristically. How is this going to look for new people uh, tuning in? Because when I first started gaining any viewers, people would come in and be like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Why is your name Krabby? And I was like, you know, I wish I had an answer for you. The best thing I can say is because I'm an idiot. That's that's all it really I'm is. <laughs> I do like crabs. I like crustaceans. I think they are an underrated uh, piece of the animal kingdom, but not that much. <laughs> not enough to formulate a brand around it. But yeah. I'm I'm curious though because you you said something I'm about to, I'm about to learn something here. So you had mentioned something about your content being somewhat like you had or an element of your content being commentary content. I think is what you said. I think I yeah. said that wrong. Um, I'm curious as to what that is exactly because I've 
I, I will I won't label myself as a comedian, but I do like to crack jokes and, and do essentially the same thing as as you. Like when I play games and stuff like that, I'll I'll ad lib stuff or I'll I'll make comments about you know what the characters are doing and stuff like that. But I'm also partially envisioning some like like a mystery science theater vibe of what you're talking about. So um, essentially, oh. I'll no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, essentially how I would explain how Krabby does it, and he can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, he, okay, so like, he does play games, but it's not his main content. Games is not his main content no, not at all. <laughs> um, But like, <clears throat> he'll watch a bunch of videos on like YouTube or whatever, and then he goes in and he, well, he does it on, he'll bring, if they're TOS appropriate, like he, he vets them all. But then um, he comes, he brings him to a stream, and then us as chat, we we crack jokes about the video. He cracks jokes about the video. He finds the weirdest videos on the internet, by the way. Yeah, I have a, a very <laughs> like the like you think the joke of like most useless superpowers. That's one of mine. Like I can find the <laughs> some of the dumbest, most pointless, time wasting videos on the internet, and then for some reason I was like, this is definitely how you build an audience on Twitch. Uh, and it kind of works. I don't know. The whole thing stemmed uh, about, I think, about three months into me streaming. I realized uh, no one wants to watch me play video games because I kind of suck at them. Uh, I do really enjoy video games. I'm definitely a gamer. But there was one stream I did a segment called React with Chat. And there was my roommate, Zane, and we were sitting in front of the camera, both had a mic, and then people in chat just threw... Uh, links in there, and then I'd look at them to make sure that you know it wasn't anything inherently bad. Hindsight, terrible. Don't do that. Um, yeah, it's really easy to get rickrolled and stuff like that. But anyways, and then things would pop up, and we would just commentate and make jokes about it uh, in lighthearted humor, and that worked a thousand times better in terms of content, uh, comfortability, and overall fun. Because one of the rules I have for myself is I don't want to do, nor will I do anything. In, on any channel that I have that I don't enjoy. If I'm not having fun doing it, there's no way it's going to be entertaining. And so there's there has been segments that I've done or um, things I've created on stream that people are like, oh, I really like this. And I'm like, that sucks because I hated it. And I'm never doing that again. Um, it is like a test of something. If I'm not having fun, I can't be funny. I can't be like entertaining other people. So that's where the whole thing stemmed from is a realm of commentating on things uh, and and just making jokes. I have always been a better comedian, like on the spot improv type of stuff. So you can see it if you watch my old YouTube videos. They're 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 rough. <laughs> they're rough to watch for sure. Um, they're dry. They're slow. Uh, and once I I started doing what I do on YouTube, but on Twitch, people really enjoyed that, and they stuck around longer for that, and and enjoyed that more. And so that's kind of where my content went. Uh, and once I got more confident and comfortable with it, I started to try to um, come up with ways to essentially make game shows or make challenges, add stakes to things that don't really involve that. So I've done a number of different game shows of like uh, the most recent one we did was called Finish the Clips. So I take like uh, TikTok is an endless treasure for content. If you if you're not using it use yes, it it's. You, it's it's fantastic i hate it i hate tiktok personally but i can make a lot of content off of tiktok so i did a game show called finish the clip which is the same exact thing commentating making jokes but the video ends right before the event full thing and then the next screen pops up is a multiple choice selection of four things a b c and d 
of what chat thinks happens at the end of it. And then you throw a poll up and then they vote and they're like, oh, I think this is the ending. And then if they get it right, then the stakes are like, you have to do whatever punishment, right? Um, and people really, really enjoy the interactivity of that. Uh, and it's there's a bunch of like third-party apps you can use for, for polls rather than using Twitch's garbage poll, um, where all they have to do is type one or two or a number in chat and it casts their vote. And so once I figured that, it was like all bets were off. I was like, this is easy now. You can make content off of anything. And so if I'm not, it's, it's, I would say closer to like react content, but in a comedic fashion, but I really, really enjoy taking other people's stuff. Sounds bad. I know <laughs> you take somebody else's stuff, you put a spin on it, uh, and it allows you to, ex, you know, expand the viewership to other people of if it's maybe it's a creator that you enjoy, um, or if it's somebody that is, uh, doing just, you know, they're doing bad no-nos on the internet. You can use comedic fashions to shout them out and be like, Hey, this guy is doing bad things, blah, 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 whatever. And then there's a bunch of like jokes you can make in, in the realm of that. Uh, it's, it's essentially how I would write a like comedy stand-up set, but done sitting in a chair with headphones on and a microphone. Uh, and then you make games around that essentially. That's kind of how the, the best way I would explain it kind of a long answer, but I like to say I'm the most variety creator on Twitch because there's no not really like a specific line or direction of content that I do. I just take things and then try to put the dumbest and funniest thing to watch while I'm doing that on it. And I enjoy it. It's so much fun to do. So, yeah, well, that's the long answer. <laughs> and, and, and like CJ said, uh, you never it's so hard to describe his stream because you don't know. You do not know what you're walking into when you turn on his stream ever. I try to keep it that way. <laughs> um, and and that's part of the reason I love it so much. It's just because being the spice of life. <laughs> we never yeah. we never know. But he brought up about how he plays scary games and he puts a fun little twist on it. Those that have been around my channel for for a while know that I played the Amika games. So did CJ. Oh, big fan, big fan. Um, I think it's Find Yourself is the one. But I just, I absolutely loved, CJ hates the story, but we're going with it. Um, I absolutely love the fact that we were playing this absolute spooky game, and CJ's like, I'm taking this beach ball out. He's coming with us. <laughs> and he did. Uh, the beach ball escaped. He did not. He made it all the way through, yeah. Yeah. And he got we trapped We kept him alive. Until, oh. until the, the game's, like, boundaries stopped us from it, but... You try. I just try to find something stupid to latch onto and make jokes about, and then there's like a, uh, it creates inclusivity for for people, um, so they can like watch, uh, and then feel like you know, oh, there's this inside joke going on, and I know what it's about, you know, and it's it's nice. It helps establish that community even stronger. Um, it also when you have people in your community, like for me, I have somebody named Bob Ross is lovely, and he absolutely Rob, memes oh, the shit Bob's out of me. Been in here. Yeah, yeah Bob means the shit out of me. So I find myself accidentally doing things all the time that he will just make the most aggressively hilarious memes directed at me and for the sake of everybody else and at the cost of me. But it's the best. It is the best. <laughs> it, it is the best. Um, it, it really the is the best. The beach ball thing reminds me of 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 Half Life. There's a there's a specific achievement 
that's extremely difficult to get because at the very beginning of the game, you pick up a uh, you pick up a garden gnome, and you have to try to carry it all the way to the end of the game. Yeah. And yeah, you it's, can't it's, put it in your inventory. You have to hold it the yeah. entire time. It's a lot like uh, in Halo in the Halo series, the the skulls that you can get. It's a lot like that. Uh, and I don't even know why I did it. I don't actually don't really know why I do any of the things that I do when I'm live. It's just like when I go live, it's very cathartic and therapeutic for for my brain because I have really really bad ADHD. Um, may not seem like it right now, but I I am on medication for it right now, prescribed. So. It's maintained and controlled a little bit right now. But when I go live, I kind of just turn the switch off and allow myself to just enjoy the the ability to like be myself fully with no restraints and just being really, really fun uh, and and as high energy as I can. But it, it becomes addicting, which is the dangerous part because then I accidentally stream for like 10 hours. <laughs> um, there used to be times where I'd be in CJ's stream when Megan was still working out at the mine, when her alarm would go off, and I'd still be just wide awake watching CJ stream, and it's still a running joke. It's still a running yeah, joke. it's still a running <laughs> joke in there. Um, but that's like, like how addicting it is. Like the the best way I could explain it to people is it's a lot like the old TV shows, like all that and the Amanda Bynes show, where it's just a bunch of short little gags. But, like, it, it's so much fun. It, it really is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so he's kind of, like, he's built himself around that and the spon spontaneity mm -hmm. of it. I can't talk, so don't judge me. Um, I get it. I get it. Because it's like, it's like taking a specific gag and then running it through the entire, through the entire stream. You know, pretty much <clears throat> like yeah. a lot of stand up comics will take and have a have a gag and that running gag will make it will reappear throughout the set and at different at random times. Yep. Yep. There is, uh, I think, an endless amount of, of running gags and jokes and funny ha-has that exist uh, on my stream, on my YouTube channel, on our podcast uh, that get brought up all the time. And then, you know, sometimes there's some people maybe, you know, and I, I totally understand it. If there's people who just like the live content, um, the thing that the only thing that stinks about the content that I do is I build, uh, not build. I have built kind of separate communities on each platform, which is a little bit hard because you want to kind of merge everything to have everybody uh, in unison understanding what's going on. But on my YouTube channel, I have like a separate community of people that watch my YouTube videos and don't like live content. And then on Twitch, I have people who just watch my streams. And then I have the awesome people who get two thumbs up and, and a bunch of shout outs uh, who watch all of my stuff. And they're and they're like the big supporters that that I always say time and time again are going to that, that help me do this full time and, and help me quit my my day job so I can put out more stuff for them. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. So like when. When would you say that you really wanted to do the change like at what point do you think where you were just like okay uh maybe this mm -hmm. name isn't gonna fit what, yeah, what when, you, when you decided to pull the trigger on this uh when i when i wanted to or when i actually did it when you wanted to because i know that's not when you did it when i wanted to it was really really close to when i had gotten like affiliated on on twitch because i had no intentions of being like monetized at all, right? I I didn't think anyone would even want to watch what I was doing. I I was just like a you know a guy with really untreated ADHD and a camera and a and a microphone 
being stupid. And so I got affiliated. I, I, it's not a bragging thing that I say. It's just it's more so in a shock because I still don't really understand why anything has worked. Um, but like I got affiliated really, really fast. And I kept seeing the same names in chat that were coming back. And I was like, these people are like coming back and they are watching and they know my name and they like know my schedule once I set one. I was like, this is kind of weird. And so once it became a thing that I was like, people do want to watch this, then I was like, I really wish I had a name that I cared about, you know, <laughs> a name that that actually meant something to me. Uh, and not this silly little crab gag that has really little to no meaning to it. Um, so I'd say officially uh, probably about a year ago was when I pitched the idea to uh, Candace, my wife. And I was like, I think a name change would be good. And the initial name change, uh, I was too scared to like change the entire thing. The initial thing I was going to do is just drop the B-O-I-I -I and just have it as crabby. Uh, and then when I was like, well, let's see what comes up when you search that. And it was like all Pokemon. I was like, never mind. That's stupid. That's <laughs> that's even dumber than just going with Krabby Boy. So I just left it as is. And I was like, yeah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad of a name. And from that year that surpassed, it's it was growing more and more annoying to me because like, I, I don't get mad if people call me Krabby. I, I want that to be, to be known first and foremost. But when I go live and like all the, you know, the branding that we did for merchandise or for my YouTube channel and, and everything else that was involved, I was like, I just, I really wish it wasn't this name, you know, like I, I want it to be something that actually identifies to me and that I, I identify back with and the Krabby Boy name, I didn't really have any attachment to. So the name that I'm using now, my actual name, that was relatively recent when we decided to go with that. Because it was like for months, we just kept juggling different names of like, what would be the best? Should I just like spell everything out or, or, or go by the, you know, a nickname that I, that I like that I go by. Uh, and what the whole thing came down to is a combination of things of one, first and foremost, what I want, right? Because mm -hmm. that's, that's what matters most. If you're, if you're running a channel, you have a brand. And then secondly, it was what works. And that was in a lot of things, not just brand <clears throat> like friendly things like obviously that was a factor in the back of my head but more so discoverability because the thing that was killing my channel on youtube was my name it was no when people would be like oh what's your youtube channel name and i'd give it to them they don't know how to spell it i have to spell it out for them or they'd misspell one letter and it's nothing of mine that comes up it was really really frustrating um and so i wanted something that wasn't taken by anybody was still me and really really easy and what it came down to was just my name. <laughs> it was plain and simple, just my name. Um, pretty easy, uh, nothing complex. And since changing the name, I have zero regrets. I've seen nothing but like benefit from it, really. We've, the YouTube channel, my hypothesis I was like exactly right. As soon as we change the name, it takes a couple of days for the YouTube algorithm and, and their whole system to kind of register that. But once it was officially registered in their system, my views started exploding and subscribers started coming in, coming in like 10 times what they used to. So just just from changing the name, we've got, you know, we've gone up like three and a half. Now it's not three and a half thousand as well as about to say three and a half hundred. So <laughs> minimal growth. But it's also only been, you know, about a month or so since it's actually like officially taken taken full swing of changing everything. But yeah, it's it's been a long ride of 
going back and forth. What do I want to do? What do I want to change it to? Why do I want to change it to that? What's going to work best? And and kind of uh, doing a lot of studying is one of the things I, I think a lot of people don't do. Um, if you're trying to grow, you're trying to build a brand, you should be spending more time uh, studying analytics and researching than anything else. Because while you're live, while you're making a YouTube video, uh, that stuff's all cool and, and, and fun. But if none of your research can back up what you're doing, that it is working, it's pointless if, if you're trying to get growth, right? So I spend uh, a, a lot of time looking at analytics and looking at uh, searchable terms, what's popping, um, according to what's popping, what can I make jokes about and like actually have fun with, uh, and just doing research in general is I think what I spend the majority of my time doing um, in that sense. And every single platform you make content on provides those analytics. So there's really no excuse for people to not know what's working on their channel. Um, unless you just have one thing you want to do and you don't care, then that's fine. That's, that is what it is. But I like to find a middle ground, what I love doing first and foremost, and does it actually work or am I just wasting my time? Because I do want to make this a career and the, you know, the nitty gritty, ugly truth of it is that you have to, you have to conform a little bit to, you know, what's relevant and what's going on and not just what you want when you're trying to build and trying to grow. You have to actually be doing things that people care about, things that people actually know about and like, not just what you like. It's kind of like meeting in the middle with you and your community and, and, and fan base that you're, you're building, if anything at all. Um, and if you're just trying to make stuff, you're like, your niche is like old school Sega Genesis games or whatever, then you, you've got it pretty simple, you know, play old school Sega Genesis stuff. But mine is pretty exclusive. What is relevant going on right now? Otherwise, people don't care about it because it's old news and stuff like that. So you might you got to be doing research. And that was the biggest thing of like doing researchable terms. My name versus everything else on there. Is that even worthwhile? Does anything come up? Ultimately, my name was like available was the big thing, except right when I did the name change, some jerk went in and stole the name on all the platforms. So that was really annoying. <laughs> the week before I actually changed everything over, uh, I checked Twitch, I, I checked Instagram, I checked everything and it was available. And then the night that I went in and I was like, all right, we're doing it. It's official tomorrow. Name change is happening. Rebrand goes live. CJ Prince was taken on like everything. So I had to like find middle grounds of stuff like that to, to where it's, you still know what it is, but you can't just have the plain and simple letters of your name. Um, and I didn't want to put numbers in it because having like a first and last name with numbers doesn't make sense when it's, if it's something like Sir Connor 92, like that's, that makes sense in my mind. But if I just had like my name with numbers on it, then it gets in my head. Cause I, I have, I'm, I got big, dumb, stupid brain with dyslexia. It's like, why is there numbers? It's just a first and last name, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it, I didn't want to do numbers. So just trying to think, find things that, that fit in there. Um, you can also tell me to shut up if I if I'm talking because I think I have uh, diarrhea mouth. No, you're you're the guest here. We're here to listen to you and, and hear what you have to say on this. No, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Listen, we talk every other week. This is yeah, nice we have, for us. We have like 20, 25 other episodes where we're talking all the time. This is your episode, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. Um, Something that, I don't know. It was way back. I don't remember when you said something that sparked this thought in my mind, but I've held on to this thought, which is impressive because, you know, ADHD. Yeah. Um. So you used to do crabications. Yes. Yeah. 
and you brought up like research and stuff like it, and it made me think like what are we going to call the crab vacations now that is uh, an excellent question yeah i haven't haven't he really thought that far ahead <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. I've just kind of come up blank. So like the Krabby name isn't exactly dead because I have three like three channels total that I run mm -hmm. for my main YouTube channel, uh, my YouTube, my uh, gaming YouTube channel, and then our podcast as well. And the podcast doesn't have anything to do with Krabby in the name at all. Yeah. It's it, the other branding that I've started, which you can see behind me. There's two of them is the nut jugs. That's that's what I would say is like the branding of my channel. More more so than anything, because that's like, yeah, yeah. I didn't really intend or want that to be a thing, but it's it's too we're too far in. If I take it off, people literally riot. So uh, it's staying, you know. But uh, the podcast I run is called Nutcases uh, with my friend Tyler, who also edits for me on the side as well. Um, it's it's funny how we how the most inane thing we think won't take off is the one thing that does take off. Yeah, it's it's stupid because. When I had that in the back, I mean, this is kind of, you know, takes the, the comedic walls down a little bit, but it's, it's it was just a jug of white acrylic paint, and we were unboxing stuff when we moved, and I was like, well, for one, I was really excited because I have, like, an actual room that I can, like, stream yeah. and create content in, and then Candace was, like, moving stuff around, and I saw it, and how stupid and immature my brain is, I was like, ha, white jug, right nut on it, that would be really funny. And that's all it was. And then I was like, I'll just put it in the back of like a video or a stream and it'll just be like a dumb prop. And the first stream I put it out, there was more chatter than I think I had ever seen because it would just be like anyone who came in was like, what the hell is in the back? What is that? Why does that say nut on it? And so then the, the term of nut jug became a thing. And now that's really be kind, of, kind of become the brand identities like the podcast we have is called nut cases and it's you know a double entendre of like nut as in the inappropriate thing as well as uh a joke on neurodivergency because myself and and my friend my friend tyler both have uh you know a number of things that are wrong with us but it's it's a running joke um but the crabby name hasn't fully died because all that stuff kind of come together and the parent company that i started is crabby incorporated which i didn't want that to die off because there's still some history and love for the name because you know it came up and grew with that name and then we changed it so like uh, the patreon that, that i have people uh, support us on uh for for bonus content and exclusive content on there um that's not cj prince that's not crabby boy it's just crabby incorporated because it's all bonus content from all of my channels uh so it's it's kind of like an llc you can start that's like everything funnels into is to like one right. parent thing for that. So that's where Krabby still exists. And, you know, like the merchandise we, we make is still like the Krabby clothing uh, company and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so I, I didn't want to let it go entirely and let it die because there's still reasons that it exists. Um, I don't think if you're starting other brands on top of the content you're making, it has to like be your name in clothing brand format or your name in exclusive Patreon support format. It, it's just like whatever you fall under. So the clothing company is, is it's part of me, but it's, it's also separate to just like people who, who like what we make. I mean, I didn't realize I didn't plan for this. I am, I'm wearing one of my merch shirts right now, but this is no, doesn't have my name anywhere on it. It's just merch. We pushed out to like, mm -hmm. you know, bring awareness and, and shed awareness of like mental health and stuff like that. Um, but that has nothing to do with CJ Prince. That's just like a clothing brand that we started uh, that we really enjoy. And it's also acts as like our merchandise kind of. So 
it's the beauty of having your name and your brand is it embodies the content and creative aspect of that in like two in one because whatever you're doing embodies your creative your creativity on that whether that's video format video game format uh writing pictures video whatever it is you're you're creative in some aspect so the clothing that we start is creative on the thought presses that we have that like I think would be relatable or even just desirable for people to like wear on their bodies and cover themselves up with a shirt that has something cool on it. It's still a creative outlet for you. It doesn't have to be whatever your overall brand name is. Like ours is a completely separate company that we have started for it, but it still embodies everything that I do, everything that I believe in, because that's ultimately what it comes down to. Whatever your name is, it matters what you embody and you believe in more than anything. So if you're not vibing with a name, it's going to be hard for you to push anything because you're not feeling like yourself. And that was how I felt. And I started to see all of my content plateau because of that. I, my my drive and desire to do things was starting to kind of take a hit because I, one, I had stuff going on in my life as well. But it also was like, I'd go live or I'd make a YouTube video and I didn't get to be myself. I had to put on this persona of Krabby Boy or this persona of Krabby and it's kind of like a gross feeling. I know you guys had an episode I listened to talking about imposter syndrome and having that character kind of exist that wasn't me kind of pushed that even further where I felt not like myself. I didn't feel like I was even living up to the potential that I thought I might have had because I don't even get to be myself on stream. I have to I have to be this character of Krabby. And I started to kind of grow disdain and a little bit of hatred towards the name because it was like something that I'm not. That's not who I am. I don't even want to be that. I want people to know me for me because I always push transparency and being real. Um, obviously, on camera, all of us content creators know like you, you amp things up a little bit. You know, you put on a little bit of a character. But when I go live or I make videos, I try to just be myself with like a little bit more on top of that, which is really just me allowing my ADHD to just like go haywire, <laughs> which a lot of people like. I think watching somebody with ADHD and listening to somebody with ADHD is also kind of helpful to people with any any realm of neurodivergency, really. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it started to become that where I didn't like who I was or the brand that I started because I didn't feel like I even identified with my own brand. And you can't do that. Or at least I couldn't. Maybe you're a crazy good actor and you can fake it, but it started to become apparent and people could see that I was, you know, losing momentum and it was a little bit of burnout, but it was also a lot of just like, I don't, I don't, I want to just start a new channel. I just want to start fresh and do something else because I, I don't like this name that I've created. I, I wanted to be myself for once. And I swear the day, the next morning I woke up after I did that first stream and the announcement video, of the name change, I felt so amped up and good. I went live that day and it was like a whole new fire under my ass for making any form of content, trying to entertain people because it was like the first time I got to go live as myself. And I'm like, you know, even if people still call me crabby, like I said, it doesn't bother me. But seeing people in chat call me by my name was like crazy. I was like, oh my gosh. And not my, not, not my stupid government name. <laughs> I'm not even going to say what it is, but I don't like my government name. That's why I use, you know, an abbreviation. Um, but seeing that was like, oh man. Like I get to be myself, you know, and I, I make jokes. People can laugh at it and accredit that to CJ, like the person that I want to be and not this silly little other letter configuration of, of a character that I really don't like. And I, that was huge for me. So ultimately, it comes down to that. I don't remember what the, what the question was. 
but <laughs> I don't that's the answer. <laughs> it's to answer maybe any questions you have further. That's ultimately what it came down to. You can't be creative and you can't have, I'm not going to say you can't, like obviously it's not impossible, but you're going to struggle to be yourself and have fun if you're playing a character that even you yourself hate, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Speaking of struggle, though, I was curious. So, other than than the, like, uh, are there any other hurdles in this whole process of the name change? Not just the name change; the whole rebrand, um, just, just, just the, content the whole, creation, rebrand in general. Um, hurdles in terms of the rebrand. The biggest ones that we run into is is obviously people asking questions. Um, I've had like I've had some people that don't like the name change that are like. I refuse to call you CJ. And I'm like, that's fine. I don't care what you call me. Like if you're enjoying, if you're watching the stuff I'm making and smiling, that's the biggest thing to me. I don't care what you call me. It's, it wasn't a sense for other people of what they were calling me. It was more so of like what I can identify myself as. Um, but in, in terms of hurdles, like I said, uh, the name being taken um, and overall branding in general, one of the things that was really easy was with the name Krabby Boy. Obviously you can brand everything as a crab. <laughs> it's pretty easy now it's like oh man now we have to be like actually creative and like think of of things which obviously is we have we have a lot of designs and plan i know a lot of people have been asking about like cj prince merch it's on the way trust me um but it's just overall like starting fresh is is always difficult um and when i was trying to think of how to do it that was the a really big hurdle too how do i just change my name you know how do i inch into my community and the fan base that i have and with a different name like you know not obviously as soon as you change it not everyone's going to know that the change and so what i decided to do which has been the biggest success uh was a troll i trolled uh, everyone really <laughs> the nut the nut jar the nut jug reminded me of something i did on on twitter of, uh last week i think it was and apparently I made somebody break their keyboard by spitting their coffee all over it. Because somebody come up with, uh, somebody just at a random, they were trying to make a joke themselves. And the content, <laughs> the comment exactly was, do you like to lick your nuts before you eat them? Mm. And everyone's talking about peanuts and cashews and all that kind of stuff. And my instant reply was, I tried, but I kept falling off the couch. <laughs> oh, Lord. So that that's kind of how he announced that he was changing his name. I thought it was funny cool like i wouldn't have thought to be to do that to go into a whole apology video um for lying i just did what i do best i, I troll people and i make jokes and so i didn't announce anything uh to my community so i just posted that video uh, i was like i put i put it up i don't even think i put it in the discord i just posted it and uh people flocked to it it doesn't have like a ton of views but right after name change it brought a bunch of new people to the channel and the comments on it were cracking me up because people were like playing along with the bit where they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you. People took to Twitter and started like tweeting at me and like getting me fake canceled and stuff. So it was pretty funny. There was like some generation uh, from other platforms out of just like goofiness. And it was, it was, it was pretty funny. I leaned into it, posted it on Twitter, posted it on my Instagram uh, and people started DMing me like crazy. Uh, instead of watching the video, they would DM me and be like, Oh my God, what the hell did you do? Like, I thought you were this like, 
nice, wholesome, funny guy. And I was like, just go watch the video. You know, <laughs> it takes all the fun out of it if I have to explain it to you. And then after that, after like three DMs, and they'd be like, oh my God, hey, why is your name different? And I'd be like, oh my God, go watch the video. It explains everything, I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I think that that was accidentally a really good thing that I did. Uh, I didn't mean for it to be like, obviously I had no intentions or or thoughts that it would go viral at all, and it didn't. But there was a lot of new people who saw it because obviously it has a very clickbaity title and a clickbaity thumbnail yeah. where it looks like another classic YouTube. I lead in, it seems real. And then I tried to hint that it's a joke when I said 69 and then like did the nice joke. And like some people didn't even get that joke. And so I'll look at the analytics of it and people like stopped watching after like a minute. And then they're just like, whatever you did is probably messed up. And I'm like, you, 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 wow. Okay. Joke went right over your head, but all right, <laughs> it is what it is. But that accidentally led for whatever reason, because YouTube is the way that it is. It recommended one of my shorts after that video, which I didn't link that anything in that video or whatever. It's just like whatever it is. And it, so it linked to this old video that I posted. I don't even know how long ago, like months ago. Uh, and from that stupid apology video, then one of my shorts went up to like hundred something thousand views or whatever. And then that threw it into the algorithm of YouTube and then started like spreading my new name to all these new people and pretty much doubled the exposure on YouTube from that. So it was like this accidental thing that was supposed to just be a joke, but then led to like all these new people knowing me and were like, I don't know what Krabby Boy is, but the CJ guy, he seems like he understands a good joke. And then so then they'd follow and. It was, it was, yeah, I don't know. Everything I do that has any amount of success has quite literally been accidental. So I don't feel like I'm a good person to ask like, oh, how do you do? Because I've had friends who like, I start streaming and then they'll see that I have more than like two viewers. And you know, people who don't stream think that like two is a small amount. But I'm like, hey, I do a thing and I have two people who watch it while I'm doing it live. You can do a thing and no one watches it because you're not live. Like two is better... Two, anything above zero is something to be like proud of yourself for, first of all. Right. But they'd see that like I, you know, like uh, before I kind of like started, like I mentioned, just hating the name, like started getting this crazy growth on Twitch. And I really, I don't know why. I have no idea. I don't think anything I was doing was really worthwhile. But I went from like 400 followers to like 2000 in like three to four months, like really, really fast. And part of the plateau was because I got a little bit overwhelmed. There was like, a lot of people all at once and i was like oh shit i can't really like provide the content that i think all of these new people want and so i started that imposter syndrome kicked in really hard then i was like going through some stuff with myself and like identity crisis things like that and it became difficult and then i kind of fell off because of more so personal stuff like i was mentioning before but the growth i don't know where it came from and everything that i've done has been completely accidental it's just like Things I think like this would be a funny meme. This would be a stupid thing that I would laugh at. And then I do it. And most of the time it flops or doesn't do anything. And then every now and then I've had like one thing that I have zero faith will be a successful thing. I've had like three or four videos on other platforms that absolutely exploded. I really have no idea why. It's just a stupid joke that I made that then garner like millions of views on these platforms. And what I started to realize is it's jokes that I'll make that there's a niche community of people that take offense to it, which I don't 
really get because there's nothing offensive about it. The first one that I posted was this video that this girl put up of her holding her niece. And there's a part is on TikTok. And there's this video <laughs> part in the video. And she's like, the baby like does like the cooing sound. You know what? I, I don't know much about babies, but they make that sound. Right. And she's like, oh, my gosh, this just makes me want to breastfeed the whole nation. And so I was like, oh, easy, easy guy joke. Right. So I, I <laughs> whatever it's called, do edit it or stitched or whatever it is. And then it cuts to me and I'm like laying swaddled like a baby. And I'm like, ah, goo goo gaga. That's all I said was a laugh and a goo goo gaga. And that thing went up to like 5 million views. And I was like, I don't understand why. Barstool Sports hit me up and they were like, hey, can we use this video? Uh, you'll get shout outs on everything. And I was like, I don't give a shit. This video is stupid anyways. Like you can buy it if you want or no. And you can take the credit. You just give me Sounds money like for it. I had to do too. <laughs> Yeah. And, and so then they went on their page and then like other people <clears throat> came to my page, not to be like, Hey, your video was really funny, but to be like, Hey, breastfeeding is not sexual. And I was like, I know it was a joke. That's the whole point of it. And then like, they obviously don't watch the actual, like you watch the TikTok, It's very clear. That's not even her baby. She's not even breastfeeding. It's just a joke because she's like a conveniently and conventionally attractive blonde girl. And she's holding a baby and talks about boobies. And I was like, haha, stupid joke because I have the mind of a 12 year old. And a lot of people thought it was funny. People commented on it, were like, this is a funny video. Or they'd like put all these stupid things of like, oh, me next. And then this niche community of like content creators who give tips for like breastfeeding absolutely hate my guts <laughs> off of a joke. And then they got the video taken down on TikTok. And they got it like removed for reporting it, false reporting it, by the way. They they reported it as sexual harassment, which obviously it's not. So then I rebuttaled it to TikTok and they were like, oh, yeah, this isn't. And then they put it back up. And then I just got like a bunch of DMs and like <laughs> angry mm -hmm. messages for stuff like that, which I thought was hilarious because it's like read between the lines. You'll see that this is a joke. But I think that's another really important thing to like to talk about is like accidental success is not exactly good because from all of that, the stuff that I saw growth from that was actually negative growth, uh, which is one of the things I talk about on my stream all the time. I absolutely despise YouTube shorts. Um, if you're gaining followers from short form content, is that cool? Yeah, 100% if you're wanting to make short form content, but transferring short form to long form is very difficult. So if you're posting long form YouTube videos, and you're like, oh, I should make shorts too. That'll get me a bunch of subscribers. Look at your analytics. Those people are not watching your long form, long form videos or at least a very small percentage because I gained like on, on TikTok and on Instagram, I, you know, thousands of, of followers from these videos that popped off a little bit, but none of them watch my stuff. Like it's not transferable at all. And on YouTube, you know, I have a short that hit over 100,000 views, which is like a in my mind is like a really good amount, right? 100,000, I've never mm -hmm. hit anything close like that on, on YouTube, but none of that transfers over. None of those people are watching your long form content, which is what I wanna make. I hate short form content. I can't stand short form content. I don't watch it. I watch it purely for content creation reasons. Uh, if I'm scrolling through TikTok, it's to find videos for my own benefit, I'll say it, but it falls into fair use. And I give there, I put their names in the videos, so they get the shout outs too. So I'm not like stealing their content at all. Um, but I hate short form content. I think it is uh, kind of a dead growth, which has proven to be. And I've, I've spoken to and, and seen a lot of other creators speak the same way. 
Um, yes, you can gain growth from it, but it's like I said, it's dead growth because those aren't viewers that are going to go to all your other stuff and watch your stuff. So I've tried to be very strategic with the things that I do post. Um, if I post a short, it's a, it's a clip from my YouTube videos and then the, the full length videos linked in there. And then that will transfer people from the video that they liked on, on a YouTube short. And then they go watch the full length one and then they can subscribe from there. I just, I want people to enjoy the long form stuff that I can because I think that's where my content thrives when it comes to like short form stuff. It's kind of like, I'll say it's maybe sounds bad. It's kind of pathetic in my mind. It's so effortless and, and goofy and stupid in my mind. I, I think it's kind of like what, first of all, TikTok's going to die. It's not going to last forever at all. The only like content creation platform that has really proven to outstand the test of time thus far is YouTube. They're the only ones that are doing it because they're making the changes with the time and TikTok is just doing whatever they need to do to keep people on their app. And it's getting and growing more and more of like a cesspool of like really gross stuff on there that I do not like. Okay. So. I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with TikTok, but I mean, I just want to point out they started it musically. Yeah. Well, I mean, TikTok, okay, is, so TikTok is what Vine was. If you remember what Vine is. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, that's that was where I, I got my like my first content creation start was on Vine, and I like had a little bit of growth on there. I think I I, I think I peaked out at like fifty thousand followers on Vine or something like that, and that was like my little taste of content creation. But like because it was so easy, you can just whip your phone out, make a stupid joke, and then it's six seconds and boom, it passes. Uh, TikTok is designed to like keep you on the app and eat up your time, so that they can. Like it, the the app itself, if you, like I've seen a lot of people who have like delved really deep into the terms of service. It is a data mining app, is what it is. It is a spyware that you put on your phone when you accept the terms of service. You allow it access to all of the things on your device, microphone, camera, uh, and and cookies and caches on 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 everything. Whereas most apps, it'll be like, wow, you're using it. TikTok is as it pleases. And then the weird thing about TikTok that I saw in their terms of service is you also grant them access to any device that you are connected to on your network that your phone is like connected to. So if your phone has ever been a, connected to your computer in any way, they can also data mine on your computer and like target you in that sense, which I think targeting target of adding, uh, advertising is fine. But the whole app is based around that and it has brought and shed light on so many terrible, terrible people. All, every single day I see new drama of another another horrible person that gains a platform on TikTok by spreading like racist rhetoric or pedof you know pedophilic type of stuff that just grosses me out and is horrible and they get this platform of all these people who follow them from one singular video that they saw that was like maybe a little bit funny and now it spreads this person more and then you get all these like so many so many TikTokers have like been exposed as just like shitty people and it's only getting worse the only reason I know this is because it's majority of the content I create is finding people like that that deserve to have jokes made about them because they do really, really crummy stuff. I try to, you know, if it's somebody I like, I just give them a shout out and like highlight their content. But people who stink, I love making jokes about and exposing them further for like the garbage that they do. But that's that's my two cents, right? This is only my opinion. If you guys love, if people love TikTok and, and they want to go on it for hours, what you do with your time does not affect me at all. So there's there's really no 
nothing that I say that I'm trying to like convert people off of it. I'm just saying in terms of growth, I avoid short form content like that because the growth is not sustainable and the transference of viewers, subscribers, followers to the stuff you actually want to make is really, really hard. I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned Vine. There's a lot of YouTubers who have a career because they got their start on Vine, but there's also a lot more that couldn't make the transfer from Vine to YouTube because maintaining people's attention for, you know, minutes versus six seconds is really, really mm -hmm. hard stuff like that. So this is, this is just the experiences that I've had too. Some people might have completely different experiences where they post shorts and then they get a bunch of subscribers and people watch all of their stuff because they really, really like them. But it's, if you're going short form to long form, it's like that cult following of people who just really, really like you and the stuff you do. And they're going to watch, you know, everything in general. So that's my yeah. opinion, my two cents. No, and I don't think you're wrong. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, you, you see a lot of that stuff. You you found a lot of great people on Vine, but you can't find them on YouTube. And you might yeah. find some of those people on, on TikTok because it's another short form style of content, even though you can go up to three minutes now. Uh, there's still... Ten. They increased it even further. Oh, that's right. They did increase it to 10. You know, and really? I just make it these... I just... I stitch things and make jokes about it. You know, I'll post some of my clips where I've made jokes, you know, playing God of War or Assassin's Creed or whatever. Yeah. You know, just, you know, being a smart ass. But then there'll be other people that that I'll they did something I thought was kind of funny or that I can make a joke about, and so I'll stitch and I'll make a make a joke about it. One of the ones that that kind of got me in a little bit of trouble, which was funny, um, <laughs> was just you, you know you've made it on TikTok when somebody hit when somebody reports you for a community you know guidelines violation, and it was a woman that just basically said honest question, butt or boobs, and I duetted it back and I said yes, yeah. definitely yes. And that got reported. And I'm like, I've made it. <laughs> so Yeah, that's how you know anyways, success is when you have haters. So I wanna I wanna back this train up just a little bit to where Krabby said that like you cannot the the short form uh platforms aren't good for like long term content. Um so before I became a streamer, I actually grew a platform on TikTok. I am a TikToker. Thank you for talking so much smack on me, CJ. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just I'm not going to be like, oh, well, um, you know, never mind. I didn't know you were a TikToker. When you say it that way, the app is great. No. And it's it's just the what the app uh, pushes is what I, I dislike. No, no, no. And I get that. Uh, I was just making it my own little joke there. Um, so no, I, I'm I, the comedian. My jokes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, I, I grew a platform over there. And I still kind of have that platform. I've kind of abandoned it, to be honest, at this point. Yeah. Um, but so I had like close to 6,000 followers over on TikTok before I ever started streaming. And I was like, you know, I can I can push my stuff on TikTok. It'll get people over to my stream. You right. know how many people have come over from TikTok? Zero. Not a single person. Mm -hmm. However, this is an important question. Rissa, how many people have come over to your stream from Tinder? One. Mm. One person has come from Tinder. That, that's a true story. I remember, yeah, you, yeah, I remember you came in and, and said that in my chat, and I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I thought it was that's, funny, too. I, I think that's a, a great growth tactic. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, whatever works, right? Yeah, Tinder's no good for dating anymore. Let's just use it to grow our content and, and yeah. get people over to our Twitch. Place to advertise, you know? I mean, the only reason I got a Twitch, and I'll be honest with you guys, is so I can read some of the bullshit bios people come up with. 
and I just make jokes. I, I make fun of people yeah. on Tinder. Yeah, one of the one of the video uh, topics I'm working on right now, because um, I got a bunch of random followers on Instagram, and a lot of them have really cringy Instagram bios. So I'm doing an entire video. Uh, obviously, all their names and, and their uh, handles and everything are blocked out, but I'm just roasting the shit out of their cringy-ass Instagram bios where they have the dumbest things in their bios that just crack me up. I was I, I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. I think it was like one person that followed me and their profile picture was really weird and I clicked on it and their bio was like not even no satire at all it was like 100% serious one of the cringiest things I'd ever read and I was like oh my gosh this is hilarious and I was like well there's got to be more people so I just went through my follower list and just started screenshotting and blocking out names and, and handles of all these people who have like super cringy bios and there's a lot of it and it's not just Instagram but that's I have a plethora of people that follow me on Instagram for the dumb shit I post on there. But like I said, it's all like it's the the following is like separated itself because I built a following yeah. on TikTok too before I abandoned that and was like, I hate this app. And I built stuff on there. And then I, I posted some stuff on Instagram and built a following on there, which is cool because Instagram, in my opinion, is more useful for like reaching people, even though it's a smaller app. Um, but is not Instagram very a smaller app. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like users, like active users, like like TikTok has like hundreds of oh, millions. Oh, that's fair because I have an Instagram. I don't use mine much other than like posting updates or like. I, I have one. I, I cannot tell you the last time I posted a picture on it. I don't even know if I have it downloaded on my phone anymore. Yeah, I don't know the last time I posted like a serious picture. Most of it's been like, hey, I'm doing this stream or like here's a, a funny video I I did or like a clip yeah, it's definitely not from a video phone. that I did. Yeah, I haven't uh, posted to my Twitch-based uh, uh, Instagram in a long time. Uh, my personal one I do, but not my Twitch one. I think my bio on my Instagram is something like uh, my captions or song lyrics that don't relate to my life. And that's just because like, I listen to a lot of sad music. I am a sad person. That's um, fair. And then I think I do that without realizing with, it. Yeah, and then I'd caption my photos with like whatever song lyric uh, resonated with me that day. And then everybody would automatically assume Megan was a terrible wife. And I was like, she has nothing to do with it. Like, it's just like a it's all trauma based. Yeah. Like, there are so many people that would like message me and be like, oh, I hope you and Megan are doing great. And I'm like, we're fine. Why? Like, because it didn't even cross my mind that people would think that if they read my captions on my Instagram. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, we have been going for over an hour now. I mean, yeah, I figured, like I said, when, that, when, when people want me to stop talking, I am perfectly fine with them being like, hey, shut up. That's enough now. But I think uh, to get to kind of to kind of wrap things up and kind of get get kind of the, the point of it is that um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the one doing it, not me. Uh, this this whole rebranding effort has obviously it's had its ups and its downs, but it's not as daunting as people might think it is. I would I would say 100%, yeah. Absolutely. It's it's on the surface it is in incredibly intimidating where you're looking at just like you know like the same thing in my mind is like going to a legal office and changing your name. Um but something that has, you know, like a if you're monetized, affiliated or partnered whatever, uh behind that is like a brand that carries weight and maybe some crucial income for you. So to me, I was like really nervous on that sense. 
And so I, I would like talk about the name change, be like, I want to do this. And I'd be like, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. Cause like, you know, I already have a following, but I mean, as I've seen, it's only grown since I changed the name and people like, I don't push subs or, or any monetization, uh, monetized support on my channel. Um, I don't do this for the money. I say that all the time and I'm not just saying that to sound like a good person. I legitimately am not in that realm. I have a full-time job that pays my, my livelihood bills and everything I make from Twitch and all my content goes back in to make it better. So every time I, I meet, you know, other streamers and the like, like, Oh, I, w I wish I could get the microphone that you have. I had this microphone prior because I was an audio engineer. So I already had this, my camera and everything that I've had, my whole setup was built from reinvesting the money I've made from all my monetization and, and any monet, you know, monetary support back into the channel on all of them. Uh, so I don't push that. And I think the, the support will come regardless to how much you ask for it. If people like what you're doing, they're going to want to support it because they enjoy it. And that's what I've seen. And I don't like encourage it unless it's for a, a specific reason. But, you know, people come in and, and they're like, oh, I really like this person. Not just me, just anybody. They really like it. You know, drop a sub, give some bits or whatever. Uh, I, that's how I got my start with it. And I'm, I am notoriously terrible with receiving gifts. So when people do support, it started as just kind of like a shock factor because I was like, no, stop. Don't give me money. Like, what the hell? I'm just, just trying to be funny. You don't have to pay me for it. But people don't care when you say no. And what I learned is I'll be like, no, stop. And then they're like, oh, you don't like that? And then they do like tenfold. And I'm like, this uh, that's is having... Megan's favorite thing to do. He's <laughs> having like a counterintuitive response, yeah, I... you know? So I, I feel like I if I just accept it. I mean, it's, it, some people take it as reverse psychology. Oh, you don't want me to do this? Oh, hey, what's up? There's more. And I'll be like, I think I hit it at one point. Um, somebody, they started a hype train with me, and I stopped the game I was playing. and went, all right, what are you going to do? And then suddenly, you know, things slow down really quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Megan likes going into CJ's stream just because, like, she knows that it makes them uncomfy, so she'll drop, like, 20 at a time. She'll be like, here's 20 subs. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> and she like, does it just for his reaction. Because he's like, like I, he'll I, stop and he'll be like, no, Megan, no. The one of the things I say all the time in, in the uh, the same sense of like support and the opposite sense of that of like hate. There was like all the you know, the the breastfeeding community that was like trying to to shit on me. And they like attacked me for my looks and like made fun of me for like being ugly or whatever. And I was like, dude, I've had this face my whole life. You think I don't know what it looks like? I could not care less what people think of my looks. But if someone came in and they're like, you know what? You're not even funny. I'd be like, oh my God, what do I have now? You know, like <laughs> it's way more hurtful if people are like, you're not funny. You're unfunny. If versus them being like, you're funny looking I'm like, oh, well, funny's still in there. So if I look funny, therefore I visually am funny and I'm okay with that. But in terms of support, you know, people want to do what you hate if they love you. And then they want to do what you, what you hate if they hate you. But one has more of a loving connotation to it. So Is it I don't really know or the one where they love you that has a loving connotation. Obviously, if they like you, there's more of a loving mm -hmm. connotation to it because they do things you don't like because, you know, they're messing with you because they like you. Like I tell my friends all the time that, you know, if I'm if I'm taking the piss out of you, it's because I love you. You know, if I right. am just silent with somebody and I, I don't really talk to them, it's not necessarily because I don't like them. It's just like I don't I don't have anything for you. So sorry. 
<laughs> right. Okay. So we do we do have to kind of wrap this up because I'm hungry and I've not <laughs> ate dinner yet. I gotta go pee really bad. I was gonna say my longest standing joke is when somebody tells me I'm funny, I'm like, thanks. Looks aren't everything. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> So with that being said, thank you guys for coming and listening to another episode of What the Twitch. Tonight's episode was really mm -hmm. fun. I enjoyed it because I got to get my friend on here, and that means a lot to me. Um, and he, he has a lot to say. We still got one more thing we got to do before we wrap up. Yeah, we got to do the small streamer spotlight. Which small I streamer leading spotlight. Into. Yeah, I was leading into that. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, don't forget you the for small listening. streamer spotlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't forget the small streamer spotlight, guys. <laughs> Anyways, um, Krabby doesn't really do the traditional networking, so he probably doesn't have anybody he wants to shout out. But if you do, we'll go ahead and give you a chance to. I do have one person. Okay. I would like to shout out my friend Zmolder. Uh, he's been absolutely killing it on Twitch late lately. Uh, Z M Older. I'm bad at spelling. It's spelled exactly it how it sounds. It'll be in the description below. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's he's super, super genuine, super, super wholesome. Another variety creator, does all sorts of different types of games. Uh, he's a really good friend of mine, and he's been fucking killing it on Twitch lately. Uh, grown like crazy. So go show him some love. Love the guy to death. That Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you guys get the chance, please go check out Jer Jer. It used to be Jer Jer Plays, which is why this fits into this... Uh, this episode he dropped the plays off his name now it's just jer jer he's a really good friend of mine from the lunatics he is an amazing hairstylist and just an all-around great person being a hairstylist has nothing to do with this content though i just like to give him shit for it so but he does yeah. have great hair on con on screen though so let's just say that let's just get that out there <laughs> yes his hair is on point so go ahead go check him out i'd greatly appreciate it <laughs> All right, so my my small streamer spotlight selection is going to someone that we found on accident. Um, a buddy a buddy of ours was going through and looking at music, you know, music uh, uh, streams and such, and we found this guy that was wearing a cowboy hat and a necktie, but no shirt, and was just this wild vibe, just just. Um, singing and just doing a great old time turns out getting to know the guy he was a he's a he was he's he is a recovering addict and so his stream is a combination of he'll have music streams where he just wants to be entertaining and then he also has um uh streams where he talks about his life and tries to help other addicts you know kind of get on with their life and get past you know whatever thing that they got addicted to and uh he's actually a really great entertaining guy so i'm throwing this one out to hoss caddy like everybody else that we've taken and spotlighted in this, uh, we're going to be adding their descriptions, including CJ Prince's handle, to the description of the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for joining us. This has been a blast. As always, thanks for listening. I'm Connor. And I'm Marissa. Feel free to pop into our Twitch channels and say hi. Our links are listed in the description below. And we'll see you in the next episode.